listening to Inside Healthy Teens by Apricot Consulting, a series that draws on the experience of experts to unearth the principles of personal and team leadership. For more information, go to apricotconsulting.us. So welcome, everyone. Welcome to our webinar, uh, courtesy of Apricot Consulting, in partnership with our four amazing panellists today and, of course, Elmo, who we work closely with on a number of um, number of partnerships and we love to do webinars with as well. So we're really, really pleased to have you here today. I'm Lana Johnson. I'm part of the Apricot Consulting team. I'm the, I'm the head of organisational health, learning and development, leadership development. And I've joined the team just recently. It's a pleasure to be here as part of the team and we genuinely, genuinely care about actually making the world a better place through the work that we do and we do that um, both through our um, uh, corporate social procurement but also through the organisational development work we do with some incredible clients so really glad to be here as part of the team. Uh, on the topic of succession planning in 2021 and we're going to explore what succession planning looks like beyond 2021 as well so I'm really excited about this topic. Um, really, really pleased. Thank you so much to our panellists um, for coming along and, and taking an hour and a half out of their day to share their experiences with all of us so that we can learn from that because uh, if any of you are aware that um, there is a great resignation that's happening at the moment and multiple studies that I've looked at and Joel just gave me another one from Elmo's own research is that more 40% or more of people who are in the workforce are actually looking to switch jobs at the moment. So if you don't think succession planning should be top of your agenda and in your strategy and part of what you need to put time and resources into, please think again and consider it seriously because it really is a fantastic strategy for keeping your, particularly your high performers, those that are keen to continue to develop and grow in your business, keeping them engaged in your business. Um, and as Joel will share, you know, it is the question that's coming up even at interview stage today, which isn't, you know, that hasn't been what we've experienced in the past. You know, people are asking before they even come and get take the job is will my career be, be looked after? What are the opportunities available to me? So they're really looking for evidence that organisations are putting this first in terms of the employee experience but there's evidence that it's actually happening for them, for the career choices that they want to make. So let me introduce Joel Smith. Come on down. Lovely to speak to you today. Hello, likewise. Thanks likewise. So give us a give us a thanks for coming along. Give us a little bit of an insight into Joel. So professionally, who is who is Joel? Um, I'm the head of sales for Elmo Group. Uh, so we're a software business, a uh, cloud software business. Um, focusing on the HR, payroll and expense management spaces across Australia, New Zealand and recently the UK we launched into as well. Um, so, so, so that keeps me really busy. There's, there's, uh, there, there's a lot to that. Um, and then uh, outside of work, as you alluded to earlier, uh, I'm known for being somebody whose hobby is to have lots of hobbies. So <laughs> I have lots of, lots of interests to keep me busy on the weekends as well. Fantastic. So, Joel... You've uh, had your own first-hand experience of succession planning, but also of developing teams, but also with your own clients as well, um, bringing the Elmo's uh, software on succession planning and the broader software into organisations. So what have been some of your own experiences of succession planning of this? So where, where, where to start? I've got a, a long career um, leading, leading sales teams predominantly. 
Um, and uh, so, so my, my my experience largely sits there. Uh, and, and and of course, if you if you're familiar with sales teams at all, they're normally filled with very ambitious people, um, very hungry for success, uh, often impatient for success. Uh, and, and and I think that has only become more acute over the over the years, uh, and particularly in the last couple of years. Um, and I think I mentioned when we spoke before. Uh, I mean, we're a growth business, so we do a lot of interviewing because we get new roles are coming up all the time. We're growing a lot. And so I sit in on a little, a lot of interviews. And, and I would say that in the last two years, 90% of the people that have sat in front of me in an interview situation have asked me what the opportunities are for career advancement. Um, what, what, what are the promotional prospects if I join your business? Um, which is really interesting because people used to ask about money and what they're going to earn um, or maybe the culture. But, 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 but over the last couple of years, um, it has been um, very noticeably people interested in career development, you know, so succession planning going along with that. Um, so, uh, so, so it's become more of, a, more, more of a hot topic. And I think over the last 18 months with COVID, um, we, we've all seen really reduced talent pools out there, just generally. Now, unemployment is very low at the moment. Uh, in, in, in Australia and New Zealand, we've got record low unemployment. Um, and that means that attracting new talent, if you're an organisation trying to grow, is really, really, really difficult. And it also means if you lose good talent, it's very painful because it's going to take you a long time to replace those people. So increasingly, we're seeing succession planning, uh, career development, becoming a part of employee experience strategies um, that are being very consciously put in place by businesses that maybe in the past would have viewed them as a nice to have as opposed to a must a must have uh, so so definitely seeing seeing that shift so you know having been in leadership roles and thinking back to the times where you know you've got some really talented staff as as you've talked about and they're ambitious Mm. and you just can't create opportunities fast enough, what's your advice to other leaders out there who've got these ambitious, high-performing staff that they absolutely want to hold on to? What do we do? Yeah, so, so, so you, have, you have to create a succession planning uh, strategy. You need to think about what, what are the things that these people want to do with their careers um, and, and who are the people that you want to retain in your business and you've got to consciously think about why you want to keep those people in the business. Uh, and, and then you need to have very transparent, open conversations with those people. Um, and of course, if you're, so I, I manage managers. Um, so it's, you know, it needs to be driven from the top. So the senior leadership need to do it as well. Um, but you then need to ensure that your management teams are consistently doing that with their groups of individual contributors as, as, as well. And, and, and that they're having those conversations. You know, I, I, I've had the experience of working in an organisation, I won't name and shame, um, but working in an organisation, I was told not to tell people that we were considering or that they were part of a, a succession plan, which I thought was a little bit odd, and I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Um, you, you need to let people know. That you, need to, you, you need to sit down with them, be transparent, have the conversation, and find out what, what their ambitions are because they're not always what, what, what you might assume. Some people have ambitions to move into leadership. A lot of people do, um, particularly in sales. A lot of sales, you know, good, good salespeople, good individual contributors often want to become people leaders. Um, but, but, but sometimes they want to move into a completely different role. Um, so you need to understand what, that, what, those, what those movements are potentially going to look like, and you need to build pathways to help people get there. 
Uh, one, one of the you know one of the questions that you've been asking is you know what 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 does succession planning gone wrong look like? We, we we probably always you know we we immediately think of the example where you lose a good person because your succession planning wasn't synchronized with their career ambitions. Um, but I've also seen the opposite. I've seen individual contributors who are great at their role, particularly in the sales environment, um, accelerated into a leadership capacity because the view is, well, if if that person can just get all of their people to do exactly what they've been doing, well, then we're going to have 10 people doing what that person used to do. And then you end up with a person who uh, who fails, somebody who was a high achiever but failing as a leader because the succession planning didn't, didn't include the skills um, you know, the, 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 the knowledge transfer and the coaching and mentoring to, to, to get that person ready um, and to, to ensure that they're going to step into that new role and, and be successful in it. Um, so so that's, that, that's another thing that I've, that I've seen in the past, sadly. I love that. So if I was to take away some action steps or points as a leader, what I'm hearing you say is be really transparent about the fact that you are succession planning with the individual. Let them know. You know, it's no longer the world where we do it behind closed doors. We don't tell people because, you know, we don't want to put someone else offside or, you know, risk, risk um, you know, uh, causing issues internally. So yes. be transparent about the process, which is what I heard Matt say as well. You know, once my coach told me that this was part of my development, I really got it and I appreciated that and I stood up and yeah. I, I actually... Um, you know, picked up my game, which is amazing. The second thing is ask them what their interest is, you know, where do they want to go and then build the pathway with them. And that can be a combination, again, of coaching, which I've heard mentioned before, development. It could be experiences that they need to have to round out their yeah. experience. It could be training. It, it, um, it can be secondments as well. Um, secondments, and, and yeah. It can, be, it, it can be taking time out from their current day-to-day um, yeah. so that they can do ride-alongs with people already in those other roles. Um, and and get get, get real-time live experience that way. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, One other question that I have for you, and it was was actually you that said to me, Lana, people are asking me at interview, what does my career progression opportunities look like? So thinking now about, you know, the, the situation we face right now with the competition around talent but also going into the future, what are some of your smart organisations are really switched on around succession planning, either yeah. doing now or looking to do that's giving them a competitive edge and actually de-risking their business. Because at the end of the day, I see succession planning as part of risk mitigation for any business. How do we make sure that we manage the risk of not having the right people at the right time in the roles and ready to go? Yeah. So so tell us a bit about what you know what is really good succession planning like in the future and yeah. For leaders who are overwhelmed already with so much to do, how do we actually how do we actually fit this in as well? How do we how do, you do it this? exactly? Smart. Yeah. It, it, it takes time and, uh, and and planning, right? But I mean, at Elmo, we we very firmly believe that technology is a force multiplier here. Um, it, it really helps, um, and and it's one of the it, it's part of the solution that we bring to our customers is a succession a succession planning module. Um, and, and look, I've personally, we, we, we drink our own champagne at Elmo, so we use our own technology. Um, so I can speak from first-hand experience how, how this helps. Um, succession planning needs to be consistent. Um, it needs to be something that's not just done in isolation in one part of the business because somebody's really onto it and not in others because they don't have the time. It needs to be consistent. So if you give people a platform within which to operate, or, uh, th- 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 then you get some consistency. Um, but but you also are able to build 
uh, succession planning in a way that it is evident to the person receiving it um, that it's happening and that milestones are being reached and it doesn't get forgotten about. Um, it, it, it doesn't slip under the radar. You know, I, I, I've experienced um, in, in the past, I've experienced um, organisations who have the best of intentions of delivering succession planning to, 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 to their people or to key people, but it, it, it doesn't happen. Um, and, and they realise it doesn't ha- it hasn't happened when they lose the person uh, and, and, and they go to another organisation. So good intention is not enough. You actually need to systematise it, particularly if you're a reasonably large, not even that large, but you know, a modest um, organisation in terms of size and scale. You need to systematise it so that it's consistent and actually delivered on and that there's visibility and transparency on, on both sides from the person delivering the coaching and mentoring, the person receiving it. They know when the next session is coming up. They know the next milestone that's going to be achieved. If there's pre-work, they know what that needs to look like and what it is. And, and, and they also then know how long this program is going to last. Now, you might not be guaranteeing a person that at the end of a period of succession planning, there's a role going to be magically waiting for them, but you are going to be able to guarantee them that if there was, that they would be ready for it and that they would be able to put their hat in the ring for what they want to do next and they'll be seriously considered as a result of that. And if someone's on that journey and they can see it happening, they can log into their succession planning portal and they can see the work that's been done, what's happening next, the management resources being you know assigned to it, the visibility that's across it, they know they're on that journey and they're much less likely to start looking outside your organisation for their next career opportunity. You know, if all the other things are, are there, you know, if they're being fairly paid, if they've got the flexibility they want, um, if, if the culture is one that uh, you know, aligns with them and that they're being successful, well, why would they go elsewhere if they think that they're, and they know that their succession planning is happening and they've seen evidence of it um, in other teams and, and across the business? I think that's really key, Joel, is the transparency and the evidence. And, um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. In one of When I was in a CEO role, I had a quality insurance engineer, really switched on person, really good at their job. Um, they were ready to move out of quality. And so we had a plan, but we hadn't enacted the plan yet. Mm. Hadn't taken the steps so that the person had evidence that it was underway and happening. So a conversation isn't mm. enough. It's just Correct. not enough. Um, and uh, and they're going to look for opportunities where they can you yeah. know make progress in that area, particularly if they're they're keen and and you know ambitious. Yeah, and and look, if you get that right, organisations that get that right, you 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 build up an environment where people know that when it comes to career development and succession planning, that they can trust their leadership. Their leadership yeah. do what they say, right? It's not Absolutely. just a preliminary conversation. It's going to happen. Um, I, I had a really, I had an experience I, I, I really cherished, I suppose. Um, I, I overheard one of my managers talking to one of their individual contributors about succession planning, about career development and a conversation that I'd had with them um, about their career pathway, and they were kind of circling around with uh, with, with their manager to just sort of question and make sure, like, is, is this real? Is it going to happen? And and the response I heard was, you know, if, if Joel has said that's going to happen, you can one hundred percent guarantee it's going to happen. Like, it will be in place, and and, and you're going to get you're going to visibility and see it. Now, as much as I would love to take credit for that, I can't. Um, the, the the reason there's that perception is not because 
I'm amazing is because I can trust my systems um, and, and and I rely heavily on my systems. I don't have to remember stuff like that. Um, I, I, I load it in we, and, and, and I get I get notified, I get flagged. Um, so I can just lean on my systems to remember what I need to do to be effective in that space. And it's not just me, everybody across the organisation, all of the people leaders that we've got across the organisation can do that. So it, you, you end up with a culture where people know that they are going to be able to join Elmo and have a career. And if they are, you know, performing and uh, the, the right sort of people, then over the next three to five years, they'll have a career where they can do a number of roles and grow professionally as a result. And that's what so many people are looking for today. And that's really interesting because I think that's how you can get a competitive edge right at the recruitment stage in a really hot market and smart. It also reduces, you know, <clears throat> systematizing things can really reduce the mental load that leaders already have. You know, you've got oh, your arms absolutely. around a lot and sometimes yeah. we need to get it out of our head and just, you know, not try to remember even, it all and yeah. worry about missing somebody or something. Even senior leaders <clears throat> have limited mental capacity to remember everything. Um, my mental capacity is very limited. I'm a simple man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I have to. I have to rely on my systems. I, I went through a personal efficiency training course many moons ago, uh, and one of the key things that I was taught during that was to use my systems to remember and allow myself to forget. Mm. Um, life becomes a lot more um, uh, or a lot less stressful um, when when you know that you're not having to remember everything, particularly if you're. Uh, leading a, you know, a department that, it, that that is large, or and I think this is a, a, you know more more the case now geographically dispersed. You know how, how easy how, how easy is it for people who aren't present in the office to be overlooked in mm. terms of career development or succession planning? Now historically, there's always been a sense of you know well if you're not visible, you're probably going to get overlooked. I think everyone's probably felt that at some point. Well, now we're all working from home, um, and and even. As we come out of lockdowns, flexibility to work anywhere looks like it's here to stay. So we, we've, we've got to make sure, we've got to work even harder now to ensure that we can do that succession planning um, and, and, and retain our top talent wherever they're working from, right, and, and, and whatever that looks like. So I, I firmly believe that, you know, systematising is, uh, is, is essential. Spot on. And I think um, where we've got a hybrid world where there'll be some in the office and some from home being yes. consistent regardless of whether you are eyeballing the person in real life or across the screen becomes super, super important. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. Great to hear from you today. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Inside Healthy Teams by Apricot Consulting. We hope you found it helpful. And if you did, it would help us if you could rate and review this episode on your podcast platform and subscribe for more episodes. For more information, go to apricotconsulting.us.